Hi, good morning, Warren and team. Um, yeah, so the world is a bit crazy right now. Um, all of my retirements are doing like 18 to 20% uh, down to what they were five months ago. Um, but I'm not pulling out, obviously, I'm keeping it there. Uh, but I actually want to go in deeper. And uh, Well, I'm invested in Satrix 40, and even that's down, I think, 20% or 16 last time I checked. Um, so what are, the, what are the sectors you think we should um, look at getting some nice discounts uh, at the moment? Uh, it's like Black Friday, but for the for the investment investment market. So what sector should we look at? What's your what are your stock picks? What are your share picks? Um, where do you see potential? All right. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. That's an, it's a brilliant question. I mean, I think uh, I wish you'd given us your name so I could have I could have thanked you personally. But uh, w- when we look at these market conditions and we look at at how uh, portfolio values have dropped so quickly, uh, you know, it is a bit scary for a lot of investors. And and so I think um, you know you've got the you've got a brilliant attitude to to what this should or how you should look at this and you know and that's more about saying uh, you know if we've got Black Friday on the stock market uh, and and in in all investment markets then uh, you know we should be greedy when others are fearful and I think that that's a it, it is a good attitude uh, and and so I think I'm going to give you a couple of ideas the first is uh, d- don't be too quick to go and and and, and increase your your savings with big lump sums. So if you've got a bit of extra cash as a, you know, as a top up, uh, you know, don't put it all in at once. I, I think it's extremely likely that uh, what happens now is the stock market will go up for a bit, it will go down for a bit, uh, and it will do that in a, in a big seesaw pattern for, for quite a while uh, before the market starts to recover. And uh, the reason for that is that th- that's what we see in all of these big market crashes, you know, over history is the market doesn't just go down in one big straight line, stay at the bottom for a little bit and then turn and, and jump up again. What happens is it goes it goes up again in quite a big uh, um, kind of a seesaw pattern. And and then it, you know, it, it finds a level, then it goes down again for a while, and then it eventually starts to, to trend up. So, so don't be too quick to get back into the markets. I think that uh, w- what we'll see is that uh, um, you know, the market might well drop quite a bit from here. Um, and, and that's typically the, the best signal for investors to decide when to buy is when everyone around you has said that there is no more hope for the stock market, that, that shares are just a terrible investment, at, there's no way that they're ever going to recover. Um, and in market terminology, that's called the revulsion stage. That's when, when people have just given up hope. Uh, and that's your buying signal. In, in the current environment, I think that's probably going to happen when, uh, well, the buying sig- signal is going to happen at, at roughly the same time as we start to hear uh, compelling uh, scientific evidence that, that uh, you know, governments and scientists have got a hold on this COVID-19 and that they've got a way to either manage the infections or that there is now, a, 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 not a cure, I guess, but but, but some kind of an injection that we can take or some kind of medicine that we can take that will cure it or prevent it from, from, from happening again. So that's what we're looking for. Uh, and, and so, you know, when you ask me about what sectors should I go into or what shares am I looking at at the moment, uh, I think it's also important to understand that the, the stock market, uh, when it recovers from big falls, it generally happens across the board and it happens quite quickly. So, so often your best bet is actually to buy the index and not to buy individual shares or individual sectors, because it'll be surprising to all of us uh, once this is all over, actually what recovered first. And and we might think it will be 
the retailers, we might think it will be the banks, we might think it will be the mining houses, but we actually don't know. Uh, and so history tells us that, uh, that the index is your best bet for, for future growth. So, so really, that's going to be my, my answer to you is good idea to, to, to try and save, uh, save more. If you're saving uh, more on a monthly basis, that's an excellent idea. In other words, if you're going to increase debit orders or something like that, great, great call. I think that's an excellent idea. But if you're going to be saving a lump sum uh, then, or investing a lump sum, I should say, then I think do it over, over a period of time. My feeling is somewhere around three to six months is, is a good call. So take however much you've got, divide it by three or divide it by six and then invest that equally into into your either your retirement funds or the the, the index over time. If you had to ask me what index, I think at the moment the, the, the JSE is offering brilliant value. So something like the top 40 uh, index is great or a dividend aristocrats index uh, equally good. Uh, but but that would be my, my best bet and, and you know and and then my last piece of advice in this in this uh, call is ju- just uh, you know keep your head don't get too greedy don't get too fearful just uh, keep watching uh, you know don't get caught up in the hype and uh, and if you can stay at home and tell everyone else to stay at home because you know th- th- that's the best solution to our economic crisis crisis is we need to get through this lockdown as fast as possible. Thanks once again for your question. Good day, Warren. Good day, uh, Honest Money. Uh, I'm a 35-year-old guy uh, with uh, two kids. Uh, One is the age of four and one is nine years old. Uh, I've got two properties, both paid up. Um, I've got two vehicles, very old, also paid up, so I'm virtually debt-free. Uh, after paying off some living expenses, I find that as a household, we have about 50% of the income lying around disposable. So what I've been doing over the years is I've locked that money up in uh, fixed deposits uh, that are yielding almost about 12% per annum uh, over five years. So I've got a few of those ones opened up. Uh, they're still tied in for another remaining two to three years. Um, but over the months, as I said, this is, I'm using disposable income to try and uh, stack up some cash. I'm looking to go into equities because I have zero exposure uh, currently. I'm not sure whether I should go for individual stocks as the market has been pummeled over the past two weeks or to just gradually play it safe and take a diversified approach and maybe go through ETFs. Um, Specifically for ETFs, I'm looking at uh, Satrix Resi, because it's been hit hard. Uh, Satrix Index, the top 40. And then over time, I'm trying to get into Satrix Indy, the industrials. And maybe later, I'm obviously trying to get out and get into the MSCI world fund and the Satrix emergency fund but those ones when as i've been tracking it over the years they seem a bit very expensive so i'm not really sure what to do i mean is, is this a perfect time I, I don't know whether i must just probably gradually wait and kind of phase in and do some downward cost averaging uh, i'd like your advice i'd like to be the next julia i think this is an opportunity of a lifetime this 
Thanks, 35-year-old dad. I, I mean, what a brilliant question. And I think I just wanted to commend you. You know, I think uh, to, to be able to, to uh, raise you know, two children and still be able to save 35%, uh, sorry, 50% of your of your disposable income is absolutely brilliant. You know, you're you're an example to a lot of other parents who, you know, who struggle just to get by every every day because, you know, the, the cost of living with children is so high. So well done. I think, you know, you, you're achieving probably 50 or 60% of the of the step to, to financial freedom just there. And, and so just keep doing it. Uh, in terms of your question, so, so I think there are a few things to, to talk about there. One, uh, the thing about fixed deposits is they, they feel awesome, especially right now when the market is falling and you know the stock market has been a bad place to be uh, for the last five or six years, especially you know, to, to the second half of the, of the Zuma era. But, uh, but, but over time, fixed deposits don't do as well as the stock market will do, and especially when you've got to pay tax on the interest as well. So, so I think cash has a role to play for all of us. You know, cash is a great place for an emergency fund. It's a great place when you're saving up to buy you know, expensive things like cars or, or deposits on, on houses. But, but for the rest, I, I, I'm not a big fan of cash for a 10 or 20 year investment. I, I think you can do better. So, so your desire and your urge to look at uh, shares, I think, is an excellent one. I, I, I can't agree more. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the idea of looking at individual shares versus uh, ETFs, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to, to research individual shares to, to make sure that you're buying quality assets and not just buying rubbish. You know, and that, I think that's an important point here is sometimes, you know, shares deserve to be cheap because they're actually just terrible businesses and, and are not going to give you a reward for being invested over time. And sometimes they're great quality assets that are just trading at a discount uh, and, and those are worth buying. But the problem is it's extremely hard to identify those. So my advice and my preference, even for my own money, is always to, to go the index route first. Um, and for some of us, uh, you know, we stay in the index route for, the, for our whole lives and, and, you know, we do well out of that. And, and so that would be my, my, my first suggestion. I think I'd be a little bit careful about taking big bets on individual sectors within within the, the those sectors of the of the stock market. So you were talking about, you know, Satrix, Resi, or uh, you know, or the Finney or the Indy uh, and the like. Uh, my, my view is right now, when when the market is cheap uh, and and even when it starts to get expensive, you know, if you just buy the broadest. A stock market index you can find that that will give you a good combination of, of diversification so spreading your, your your investments across a range of different sectors on the JSE and and that's a good way to manage risk but but at the same time it also gives you the best opportunity to get growth when when, when the market does well and, and so to me I think broad stock market indices are good in South Africa that means uh, you know something like the the, the top 40 index is a great one but but I also think something like the the, the dividend aristocrats index is, is a good one I think those are you know as a combination is probably a great idea you, you mentioned the the MSCI world ETF I think that's also an excellent one uh, to invest in as well as the emerging markets ETF and, and I think if I was uh, investing let's say 100 rand at a time I'd probably take 25 rand put it into the top 40 I take 25 rand, put it into the dividend aristocrats. Uh, I would take 25 rand and put it into the MSCI world, and maybe 25 rand into that uh, emerging markets ETF, just as a as a broad spread. So, so you know that that means that you've got quite a nice spread between South Africa and overseas. You know, half half, and then the world markets as well as emerging markets. And and I think that that's you know that'll give you a good good capital growth amount over time. 
you might want to consider in the future uh, putting a bit more money into the international ones because you did mention that you've got those paid up rental properties and, and so you know you've got a huge South Africa exposure and I think you know that that's just my one question and the one concern I have in the back of my mind listening to your, your position at the moment is you know you probably want to get to a point where you've got half your assets in South Africa half your assets invested overseas so so for now I um, mean you know, while the markets are offering great opportunities and you're going to save on a monthly basis then, then that's a good idea you know keep keep spreading it in, in that balance that I mentioned but uh, but once uh, once you've got a bit more of a, of a balance in your portfolio between property and shares maybe you direct more of your shares to, to overseas investments you know so more and more into the MSCI world and into the emerging markets ETF and less and less into into South Africa uh, one day if you sell one of your properties then, then you might want to review that balance between the, the SA and international exposure but, but I just wanted to say to you, you know, your, your best thing that you're doing here is being able to save on a monthly basis. You know, that's really half the battle here. And, and so few people can be debt free. And, and so you're, you've achieved that at 35 with two kids. Uh, you, you should be really proud of yourself. You know, I think that's a, a great example. And, you know, you could easily be the next Julia. Well done. Hey, everybody. Send in your personal finance questions to our Honest Money WhatsApp line. The number is 072 Nine three four four two one eight. I'll repeat: zero seven two nine three four four two one eight. Send in a voice note, and we'll do our best to answer it in the upcoming episodes. Thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate it.